I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Golf will move in behind center. Offset eye behind him. Up back Cabinda. Deep back Gibbs. Golf turns. Gives to Gibbs over the left side. There he goes inside the 30. Inside the 25. Gibbs. Speed. 10. 5. End zone. Touchdown. Yes, sir. Lions. Turning on the Jets. Jameer Gibbs running away from the defenders. And the Lions are back on top. Good morning, Metroplex. It's Sean, RJ, and Roberto. A messy Monday. Supposed to be more rain tomorrow as well. Thanks for being a total. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. And if you're new to the show and the station, we are your home of the Dallas Cowboys. Not saying that as proudly these days. Uh, And your home of the world champion Texas Rangers. But it is an annual segment that we do. Uh, Certainly in the 13 years of this show, and probably the Jagger was probably doing this before us. You're watching the divisional <laughs> round. <laughs> Shout out Jagger, by the way. Love Jagger. Jagger Mafia. That's right. The divisional round and then stacking yourself up. I feel like we can go through each game and pick something that one of the teams did and be like, the Cowboys can't do that. The Cowboys couldn't stay on the field with that. That's what my whole day went in yesterday with Mikey as he's like, can you imagine the Cowboys being on the field? With this Kansas City Buffalo heavyweight fight, can you imagine Dak exchanging playoff roundhouses mm. the way Mahomes and Allen were doing early on? So, was there a particular game? I know the easy one to focus on is Green Bay San Fran. That or another game stylistically measuring up that you were thinking of the Cowboys in your mind the most? I think we should probably get, I guess, start with Green Bay San Fran. Did the outcome of that game, Tolos, make you feel better? about the way that the Cowboys lost. I will admit this, as we just talked about in the expressway, I was a number of drinks in Saturday night. So I went home, and I'm watching Green Bay get ready to pull this off. And I didn't feel better about the Cowboys' effort. I'm separating this. Egg yolk. Nothing will ever excuse their effort and the coaching plan. I did feel better about the quality of the Packers. I'm like, okay, this team, we just disrespected them. We overlooked them. And this team is legit because they're going to win this game. They're in control here. So I felt better about the opponent that the Cowboys faced, not the way that the Cowboys played, not the way they they quit their holes, their coaching. But I did feel better from that aspect. I was just too uh, inebriated to tweet it all out specifically. Youngest roster, right, Green Bay? Yep. So – I think we're going to look back in like maybe two or three years, and this this we may be caught in the moment here, but look at those receivers and like man, they got some they got some guys. They're good. They're they really good. Guys, they're just right? not names. They're not names. And there's yet. not a there's not a true one, but they're good. Right. You know, Dobbs is a good player. It was a weeks. Good player. Christian Watson, Jaden yeah. Reed. They're good. Yeah. They got they got good 
they had good players. So I, I think we're going to look back and like, you know what? That's 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 pr- that that loss. Now getting that to twenty seven nothing in the first nineteen minutes is not good, or whatever. But that loss wasn't like okay, you know that's. I, I I'll tell you what I took away from. You felt a little bit better. I felt better. I mean, Green Bay. You know they took it to San Fran. Man, they had that game. They had that game won. If they kick that field goal, they make that field goal. You know they're going down the field with the ball at the end. Would have been a, a tie game. game. It yep. would have been a tie game at the end, assuming that you know San Fran scores, which I'm sure they would have. But did they get the ball back? They go to overtime. You know who knows what happens. The thing that I come away from that game with, obviously, like we already know who San Francisco is and what they do. So that's not what stands out to me. What stood out to me though was like Matt Lafleur, such a damn good like play designer and the way like there's I have not seen anybody this year have plays drawn up where they're throwing the ball and it's 15 yards in the field it's like there's nobody within five yards of this guy like there's no one like San Francisco was completely confused by a lot of what he was trying to do that's a big part of the advantage I think the biggest advantage right now obviously love when you have somebody who can execute it it's a a big plus but LaFleur gives them such an advantage schematically compared to other teams he's just he's such a sharp play designer Pepe you feel better about what happened to the Cowboys after the fight that Green Bay gave San Fran uh, I, I gave more respect to Green Bay after putting up a, good, uh, a fight against St. Fran. But, I mean, feeling better, no, because you still got blown out. by You still got dominated by the Packers. You shouldn't have. On paper, you know, uh, the Cowboys talent-wise are 10 times better than the Packers. Should have been. And they got blown out. They got exposed. So, a little better maybe, but not really. Any of the other games where you were matching up, taking something from Cowboys comparison in your mind? Um, I mean, look, I, I think the Cowboys could have beat. They could not have beat Baltimore. Like, let's go to the AFC. They were not on the same field as Kansas City Buffalo. You could see I mean, Kansas City Buffalo was a different animal. Um, yeah, they, they could have beat Detroit. I don't think Detroit played their best game. I thought they went away from the run uh, early on too much, and then they finally went to it in the second half. They started they started having their offense like really started to click. But I don't know if they match up with their receivers though. I mean, they already beat them, but do they beat them on that field in Detroit on, on that night? Probably not. But I think they could have hung with either one of those two teams. They could have beat Tampa. I, I See, I, I don't think – I think on a given game, like, Dallas could beat Kansas City. Like, like, I don't think Kansas City stylistically is too much for them. I think right now with Kansas City being depleted – like, like I, I don't think just because Buffalo beats you down and then Kansas City beats Buffalo on the road, I, I don't think I can pass that on and say Dallas can't beat – I do think Dallas this year, just this year, 2023 Cowboys would beat 2023 Chiefs Six out of ten times on a neutral field, I do think. But one of the things in general that I took away was three of the four teams that won this week have really, really good linebacker play. And Dallas just doesn't, and it always kills them. Like, I mean, San Francisco yeah. and Baltimore have the two best linebacker crews in the NFL, and they're the two best teams in the NFL. David Hellman had an awesome tweet on this. Four of the six all-pro linebackers for 2023 were drafted outside the top 50. Four of the six all-pro only one was drafted in the top 15. Good linebacker play is incredibly valuable, much like good running back play, but unless it's a truly special talent like Roquan or CMC for the running backs, you can also find it all over the place. And I thought that was can, a yeah. great tweet. And this is not any sort of a, boy, that would have been the whole difference. Believe me, it's not. I still believe they they probably get worked against Green Bay because they were terrified. And I don't think it changes any of the outcomes of the games. But I will say, they are so high on what DeMarvian Overshone can do 
and and were so excited to have him this year. When they lost him in the preseason, that did really screw up a lot of what they wanted to do. At and he's outside the top fifty, right? Uh, yeah, he was third round pick, and he was like, I mean, there was the I remember the Jacksonville game in the preseason. He stood somebody up, and he took he stood up Tank Bigsby, who was a big, physical, powerful, mm-hmm. just like stopped him in the hole, moved him back, had like six tackles in. 20 plays or something one of the games he is such a dynamic player and i think quinn had a ton of ideas for like hey i'm gonna use him like this imagine how they used marquise bell who had a decent year he gets blocked up a lot because he's smaller but imagine marquise bell but you're like 30 pounds heavier and you've got more muscle that's what they want overshown to be yeah i mean i look at the, you know you know look at detroit in this game or this year like they drafted a running back and a linebacker in the first round which generally is not you know recommended you know, People they, last night were saying, huh, see? Yeah. He questioned Jameer Gibbs. Here's I, Jameer Gibbs. But look how they use him. They barely use him. He is, I mean, he is splitting carries. He's barely used. I still wouldn't recommend it necessarily. Well, and he's a difference maker as a pass catcher, too. But, he, he could play yeah. receiver almost. But this, for, you know, for a very short term, and I think the Lions do have a short-term plan, um, they're, I mean, he, he works well for him. He works really, really well. All right, speaking of uh, Dak and, you know, all the fighting and the quarterback drama, what about a lesson in quarterback patience from the earlier game yesterday? Well, that's also key, and this is the Tampa-Detroit game. Now, I don't think Baker's going to be like this game-changing quarterback, but I do think you you could have him as your QB. He played well. And he could make the playoffs. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I'm happy for him, too. And he could win you games. Like, he's got a good arm. He's tough. He had guts. I mean, like, they, they yes. there was a few times in that game where you're like, all right, you know, maybe 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 this is where Detroit's going to take this thing over. They need one stop. Yep. And, you know, he kind of picked him apart at times. And then on the other side, you know, there's Goff, who when you pressure him, he definitely has his limits. But when he's given time, I mean, that dude could pick you apart too. Um, and, you know, the problem, this is part of the problem with the evaluation of quarterbacks. Some guys figure it out instantly, like Stroud or Mahomes, first year starting, Love, first year starting. And there's others that figure it out like every year a little bit more. Like I think Romo, I, he had a really good start to his career, but he sat for a while. But he really figured it out like in that 2014 season. Yeah, like he figured out like he had, he knew all the answers all the time. So what's sport. the what's the timelines for Baker, Golf, Dak? Well, Golf and Dak are on the same timeline. They, yeah. they were they were drafted the same year. Baker was two 18. years later, yeah. in 18, and Golf and Dak were 2016, and. You know, Dak had a better first year than than Jared, a lot better. Uh, Jared was terrible his first year. I don't even think he started every game. He only started like half, you know, half the games. And then Jared goes to a Super Bowl, but then he has a downturn, and now he's at, at back up. And I, I think he's kind of figured the sport out. I think Dak, at the same time, they figured the game out just a, a lot better. Uh, and you know, Jared still has his issues with with pressure, and Dak seems to now have issues with road play, and that's really their main. When you, blitz, when you blitz Dak, he's going to pick you apart, generally. I, honestly, the guy that I look at when I think of, and not play style, just trajectory in terms of bouncing back and starting to resurrect his career, the guy I think of when I think of Baker Mayfield is Tannehill. Like, where it's like there were expectations, first-round pick, considered a bit of a, a bust, a guy who was down and a lot of people had, like, counted out, and then turned it around, became a legitimate you know, option at quarterback for Tennessee. Like, not just like, oh, you can get by with him. Like, played really well for a couple years yeah. for Tennessee. Like, Tannehill was a good quarterback there for a little while. And so, I, I yeah. do think that Baker's trajectory reminds me probably most of him. But, I, I mean, I, I would not count out Baker continuing to progress a little bit. because Did it you seems give a long-term like deal? Um, right, that's their decision. And define long-term or define money. 
Like you're not gonna give him sixty million a year. You're not gonna re- reset the market with him. No, but I mean, approach him probably similar to the way they did with Tannehill, which was what was uh, he signed a Tannehill got like a three year like deal that was near the top of the market and average, but obviously had all these little like escalators and like things in there, these caveats. And so I would, I would you give money to Fields or Baker first? Fields or <laughs> oh man, serious question. Yeah. Uh... Probably about the same. Ooh. Mm. I think Baker's I mean, Baker's more advanced. Because Michael Lombardi thinks that Justin Fields is getting 40 because of Daniel Jones. He's like, yo, that fine. I'm not upper tier, but you, but the NFL gave gave him 40, yeah. so I need 40. I mean, 40's outside the top 10. Like, 40 is the new 25. Wow. 40 for a quarterback is nothing. Mm. Think of that. Think of that. That's nothing. And that's double what Romo ever got. I mean, Fields did play pretty well coming off of the injury like he played better down the stretch than he had been and it's because he started running more and he was I, I just part of me wonders if it's like do you do you guys just not know how to use him do you guys not know how to to like foster his talent did Luke Getzey not have any well, clue like yes because I mean look at the beginning of the year there were games where he had two rush attempts for Justin Fields and Jared Goff after yesterday's win second ever NFC championship game they get there before the Cowboys said this is not an accident we've said this a million times about how th- it's the same group it's not like we've you know added a ton it's a lot of the same guys and 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 Brad and Dan have been very intentional about bringing in those type of guys who can who can handle moments like today and moments like last week and and ups and downs of a season and um, I think it's all been intentionally done by them and um, we're not here by accident so they're they're doing this chant with him too, apparently. I know the Jared Goff chant. Jared yeah, Goff. they're like chanting it really early on yesterday. You heard it at the end of the game as well. I just never thought, like I knew Mike Zimmer would hate Kirk Cousins' guts, like this tough guy versus whatever you think or label Kirk yeah. as. And I just thought Jared Goff with Dan Campbell would be the same thing. Same thing. I, I thought really exactly did. this. I thought I they, was wrong. And I think at the beginning, like they did not get along. I don't think Dan liked him at all. I think Jared is. Maybe tougher than that California persona, blonde hair, beach bum. I, I, I mean, Dan, maybe he is. I don't know. Dan Campbell talked about that last week. Like he's like, when we started 0-10 and one, he's like, I learned so much about Jared Goff and how tough he is and how resilient he is. And he's like, I made up in my mind then, like he's, I will go to war with Jared Goff any day. He's like, because when things were awful, he came to work, continued to prepare the right way, and showed toughness. All right, the horns down controversy that oh, played out some more during the weekend. And who in Fort Worth turned in R.J. Choppy over the last few days? We got an unsolved mystery on the morning show with Sean, R.J., and Roberto Neck. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of car they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. These crackers are addictive. Oh, they're going to say they're making me thirsty. I'm totally in. <laughs> RJ made some concoction, brought it in here. I mean, I'm blown away. Oh. Now, my breath. Gonna be, it's it's going to be ripe. ridiculously bad yeah. because of this, but it's worth it right now. Just talking to you guys. Oh, They're great. Oh, amazing. You. What is the rub? This is amazing. Yeah, we uh, went to Canton a couple weeks ago and Sarah made these. They're just like regular those, what are they, club crackers? Is that what they're called, yeah. Bobby? Yeah, those and, like uh, Keebler cl- club It's just called Kick It Up Say Seasoning. three times fast. No, I can't. It's called Kick It Up Seasoning. <laughs> we got it in Canton. Some like uh, wow. East Texas bag seasoning that lasts all year. So good. Put it in chili, whatever. And then you throw like ranch on it too, ranch seasoning. It's fantastic. This could be though the worst breath that I've oh, ever yeah. had after eating a cracker or a chip. Doritos Ranch does that mm-hmm. to a lot of people, but woo! We I'm had to on. give you guys half because like we don't want to eat all that. Yeah. We had, there's so many. We made a whole box. They're so good. So good. All right. Let's get to uh, we got below the belt coming up at 840. Let's get to this horns down thing. Oh, we got to get Pepe and Bobby's reaction to this being drive-by Longhorn fans. Okay, so let's do a little backstory here. This is from last week. Last week, and and it culminated over the weekend, so there's there's a new wrinkle to this. Um, But last week, on Wednesday, UCF took on the University of Texas. UCF does the horns down to Rodney Terry and the University of Texas. Dear God. The horns down symbol. (laughs) You're kidding. To which Rodney, <laughs> during the handshake line, was going up to the head coach and all the players. That's classless. You don't do that. That's disrespectful. You don't do that. We don't do that around here. It's very Mike Shashevsky. Remember, remember Coach K with Dylan Brooks at Oregon in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. He had, you know he got on Dylan Brooks for doing something, and a lot of people had a problem with that. Like coach your players, don't worry about coach somebody else's. A lot of these college coaches, they think they're teachers. Yeah, because they're at an academic institution. They take that Bobby Knight, I'm a teacher coach thing. Yeah, which that may have been cool back, and it was nice for the back of a bubblegum card back in 1987. But today, we don't hear that. So Rodney is catching heat for that, and in his post game press conference that day, he talked about how disrespectful it was that they did the horns down. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way, and. You know, I always tell my guys, you know, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that, you know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's 
home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. Okay. Just, just another example of the Longhorns mm. uh, from their, their, their bloggers, uh, oh, some of the shot. media that cover them, and, 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 and you fans. He's just so self-important. It's 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 really it's nauseating. Kirk you're so you, you you like you treat this like the middle finger. If you put the horns down, like get over yourselves. Oh For no, God's sake, get over yourselves. They treat it as worse than the they middle do. finger. They treat it almost like it is a. For lack of a better term, they treat it like it's almost a slur to their entire program. Like like you are being <laughs> that level of offensive. Yeah. That is, and look, I I, I love the Longhorns. So arrogant. This You're is so arrogant. This is the softest part of the the Longhorn fan base. It is. It's just typical trash down. talk. Like you should love it. You should love that you are you are in that, their heads. No, yes. You should love that you are that big of a program that people feel like they have to lean in that like you're not doing that to like you're not going guns up people aren't going like this with the gun to texas tech because nobody cares right. like right. it's tech longhorns matter like every program from you know you go from the very bottom all the way up to yes. alabama people at alabama if the crimson tide are doing this like that means you are relevant enough uh-huh. for alabama to feel like they need to trash just stop you. doing it if you don't want anyone to do it back to right. you just right. stop, stop doing it because when you have a hand symbol like that, people are going to figure out the opposite of it because, as Bobby said, it's good, fun, trash talk. But you're so untouchable and you're so important that no one should dare ever think of doing it against you. Shut the hell up. I, I wonder if he's like just placating his fan base and his school here. It, or he really well, is like, that's classless. It, if you remove... Get over yourself. Shut up. This has been on my take the whole time. If you remove horns down, you remove the entire like power of horns up. Like the idea of somebody standing yeah. there doing this to you is that it makes them sick. That's why they do it. If this is taken away, it's like, well, what are the repercussions for you? What does that stupid little hand signal right. even mean? I mean, anything. So, fast forward to this weekend. Um, You know, they beat Baylor on a last second layup. And in that clip, he said... We don't jump around and act like we act like we won a game. We won a championship. We don't do that. We don't do that. Well, what happens when they make a last second shot to beat Baylor? There's Rodney Terry jumping up and down on the sideline. Jumping up and down. And then, you know, he gives an apology. Now, in this apology, was what is the one thing you hear in every apology? He pulled the full-on Tom Brenneman in this thing. In his apology. I'm a man of faith. There you go. Like clockwork. You know, I had no intentions of trying to uh, show up anyone or or uh, offend anyone in terms of, you know, what occurred in, you know, at the end of that game. Johnny Dawkins is a good friend of mine. He's a really good coach. He has a good program. They're having a good year. Uh, and, uh, um, you, know, I, you know, personally, if I offended him or his program or anyone for that matter, that was not my intentions, you know. Um, I'm a God-fearing man. I'm, I lean heavily on my faith. And uh, there are no obstacles in front of me that I can't ever overcome because God never leaves me no matter in good times, bad times, he's always <laughs> with me. And so, you know, I, I think, again, you control what you can control. If, again, if I offended some of our, our fans as well and, and not handling myself the right way in terms of, you know, going about it the right way, then, you know, I apologize to our fan base as well. Is the fan? Thanks, Josh Hamilton, by the way. Is the fan base <laughs> giving him... Who's he catching heat for? No one in Austin. No, there are a lot. Of, there are there are a lot of people who are Longhorns fans. Like this is not just a universal thing. There are a lot of people among Longhorns fans who think like 
quit whining about the horns down. Like there oh, are really? a lot of people who think like that. That's part of the spirit of what we're doing. Here. Hey, Pay, you used to be a Longhorns fan. What do you think of this? Uh, well, still am diehard. Would, you know, would, would, would guns down guns affect down, you just Peyton. as much after your girlfriend no, made you wear I, the Red Raiders shirt? No, well. see, I, I hate when you know it's from our fan base. They get mad when people do the horns down. The only thing I shake my head at is when you know Lil Bro Alec behind me does it when his TCU Horn Frogs oh, are playing bro. Houston for battle last place in the Big Twelve. And, you know, you see some random fan do horns down, and the game has nothing to do with Texas. That's the only mm. time I'm like, like, ah, it just shakes my, I just shake my head. Did, Al- Wait, did Alex show up Saturday? No, Alex, was on, the, Alex was on the air till showed, 6. Yeah. And so he, like, what happened was Alex was on the air till 6, and he had to run home first. And by the time he ran home, we were all leaving. What did he have to run home for? Listen uh, to the payload. He said he had to, he lives in Arlington. So he had to drive back to Arlington to, like, get something or drop something. I don't remember. He had to handle something. So, so he was, was like, scared right. to show up with Peyton there in person. Scared. Alec Medford. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want the in-person con- confrontational, you know. Yeah. I and, and Rodney's in a tough spot there. I mean, they're they're probably going to miss the tournament. And, you know, they had moved on from Chris Beard after he had his run-ins. And Chris is back in college basketball. He's at Ole Miss. He's, and their Ole Miss was, you know, ranked uh, as of a, a week and a half ago. But they're they're going to be a tournament team most likely unless they fall apart. And I, I get it. It's a tough spot for him to be in. He, the horns down is not a big deal. It's just not a big deal. And, don't, and coach your own players. Don't coach other, te- other teams' players. If I was Johnny Dawkins, I'd be like, dude, I get it. You know, call me after the game. Call me after the game. Send me a text. Tell me what you want me to convey to my players. Don't do it on yourself. All right, Chop, who ratted you out in Fort Worth? I don't know. Wow. But someone ratted me out. I was uh, I took I took uh, Luke to the batting cage on Saturday morning. Well, and uh, you know, and then at, you bring him home, and I'm on my way home, and Sarah calls. And she goes, "Did you call the Fort Worth Water Department?" And I was like, "No, I did not." Well, they're here. They said they have a work order. Someone turned you in. Ooh, someone from either the HOA or the neighborhood called the Fort Worth Water Department to turn me in. And I'm like, "What for?" And she goes, well, we went to the side yards. We, we live on like we live on a corner, and like I never see down that side street because I never take that side street. And now I knew there was like, you know, runoff there, runoff water, because all of the drains from the roof and the pool deck go over there on the other side of my fence. Well, there's about three inches of ice on the sidewalk. Ice, ice, it frozen over. Ice, yeah, because it was. It was still like you know close to freezing, under under you know under freezing for you know about the last week, so I'm like, oh boy, this is I got to get rid of this because this is a, this is a hazard. Someone slips on this thing, so that's a hazard. So I got to get I got to get this thing fixed. I am out there with a pickaxe and a shovel <laughs> and a koa, a koa dehima, one of those like that you would cut agaves with, chopping away at this ice. For about two hours on Saturday, just chopping I, it up. I still can't hardly make a fist. The uh, that what's that area between your thumb and your ring finger, your index finger, that soft spot where you test on a meat? Right. Where you, what is that? I don't know. It's all cramped. Hand fat. It's all cramped. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know I, what that is. Flesh. Oh yeah, it hurts so much. I'm, I'm I'm sitting here trying to rub this. Sarah gave me a good rub yesterday. Really? And uh, it just it hurts. It hurts. I could barely make a fist. Can't even open them all the way. Mm. I would fail the Kenny Pickett hand test right now at the NFL draft. But I'm chopping away at this thing for two hours. Like, it, I hope Wolchuk's not listening to this segment. No, I know, right? Absolutely doesn't want to hear this thing. <laughs> but chopping away at this, and now I got a fence. I, I put a little, those little construction fences around it uh, so nobody walks there. So you are responsible for the sidewalk? I'm like, responsible for the sidewalk, yep. 
So now I got to get you know, the, so the 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 the, uh, the pool guy's going to come on out and and bore this French drain to go underneath the sidewalk out onto the street. So I got to get him out there because so I what if someone slipped on that ice? That's you. Uh, probably. I assume so. Yeah, um, it was probably that. Didn't you try to overthrow the HOA president or something? I did try to overthrow the HOA. It's probably him. He's probably out there with a hose. He probably <laughs> uses my hose and just starts spraying down because there's that's a lot of runoff. There's a lot of runoff from the house. Um, now, maybe, turns out, the, uh, the, you know, the pool guy said when he built the pool that uh, I had a lot of rock underneath my yard. Wow. And you know, he goes, this 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 could happen. You could've, we could have hit like an aquifer. And now it's just spraying up. You never know. You never know because we tested the pool. The pool's not leaking. There's no leak. We did a pressurization test. It's not leaking. So mm. it's either all this water coming up the house or the drain of the uh, of the pool deck or we hit oil or water. See, Bobby, right. just another reason to stay in an apartment. I Sidewalk mean, problems. I've been mocked the whole time. Maybe I was just two steps ahead of all of you. Although, see, you know what I've got the issue of right now is that dishwasher that exploded. The apartment still has not come in there and fixed it or taken it out. They say, well, we're, we're just backed up with all the you know, cold weather, and they've been having to do a bunch of different plumbing things and stuff like that. We'll get to your exploding dishwasher later. I was like, okay, all right, you, you can... Well, is it leaking? You can hand wash the dishes. No, I know, but in general, I mean, you're talking about something that literally when you turn it on starts smoking. Oh. Like that, I would think, mm. is an insurance liability that they would want out of there. But I guess not. Maybe I should just plug it back in. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. And then maybe I'll send you this clip so that you can see that I'm going to plug it back in. <laughs> CWS Apartments. Eight, seven. Oh, don't tell people <laughs> anything. Where you live. Oh, Kenny Smith over here. 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. Live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. And truckwreck.com text line saying, why do you put salt down? They were sold out everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, I went, I went to the uh, Home Depot. Couldn't find any. Should have put that ranch season on there with all I know, this salt. Right? It would yeah. have melted it away Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Get some, get some of that. I need some of that. Uh, maybe if, you, if, if you're a... Uh, I just didn't realize, like, the sidewalk in front of my house, if there's ice on it, that I have to pick that. I have to get that out of there. Yeah, I mean, like, you would think... And you're in a people, richer neighborhood than I am. I, I, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, I do. You got to think. You would think. <laughs> you would think people would be smart enough to see ice and walk around it. No. But then you never know. That's why I put the fence around it now. All right, um, with all the talk of culture surrounding the Cowboys, what can they actually learn from the San Francisco 49ers? Next, and below the belt right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The great Bobby Belt. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take off no, my belt. We're not. Putting in motion, Warner. Next to Kittle, tight right. Use check goes right. Purdy takes it, hands off to McCaffrey off the left side. Breaks a tackle. Touchdown! San Francisco! 49ers radio on the call. Thanks for that, Peyton. Should the Cowboys make a vision board? Mm-hmm. Just like the 49ers apparently did to set the wheels in motion of a dominant football team. More on that in a second. First, this is interesting stuff that I've been wanting to get to for the last couple of days. Seth Walder put out the, he's ESPN analytics guy. He put out the motion report for the 2023 season. They basically track what percentage of plays teams include motion before the snap, at the snap, and then specifically what the number is at the snap of the ball. How much, how, what percentage of plays are you motioning at the snap of the ball? Any guesses as to where the Dallas Cowboys ranked on that list across the league? Uh, middle. 11th. Bottom 10, 23rd. Oh, no. They were 23rd in the league. And so not a lot of motion at the snap. The uh, top teams there, and number I want one. You to go, I want you to go through these slowly uh, for the top and the bottom. I, I think you'll notice a theme in the top four. Like, maybe they all come from kind of the same system. Number one, the Miami Dolphins. 68% of the time, they would run motion at the snap. That's way ahead of number two, which is the Rams with 44%. Number three, San Francisco 49ers, 37.7%. Number four, the Green Bay Packers, 36.3%. Wow. So, clearly, the San Francisco coaching tree believes that this is the way to attack teams. Now, here's the interesting part of this that I wanted to look at. Let's go look at the teams that picked up the most yards on the Cowboys this season and the teams that picked up the fewest. Because we have heard for a while, motion is something the Cowboys really struggle with. Yep. Even Dan Orlovsky said it. But, I mean, that's been a a point, that they really struggle with motion. Top team to gain yards on the Cowboys this year, San Francisco. 421 yards. They were third in motion at the snap. Number two, Detroit. 420. Detroit was fifth in the NFL in motion at the snap. Number three, Green Bay, 415 yards. They were fourth in the NFL in motion snap. And number four, Seattle, 406 yards. They were seventh in the NFL at motion at the snap. So motion clearly causing issues there. How about the teams that picked up the fewest yards on you? Bottom two are the Giants, 171 and 172. They were 13th in the NFL in motion snap. So top third, uh, but not quite near the top. Commanders picked up 180. They were 30th in the NFL in motion at the snap. Panthers 187, they were 25th in the NFL. And then the Jets with 215 were 22nd in the NFL. So motion at the snap seems like the way to attack the Cowboys. All those teams are awful. Yes. All all the bottom teams are awful. Um, And, you know, as for, like, whether the Cowboys should run more motion, they led the league in points. They did. They They, they led the league in points, so I think we got to be a little hesitant and careful to criticize too much. Look, there are teams that, uh, you know. Here's the points leaders, by the way, just in order. Dallas 29-9, Miami, San Fran, Baltimore, Detroit, Buffalo, Philadelphia. 
Do you have like the bottom five teams in yeah, motion? The, yeah, the bot. In fact, the bottom because I know Philly was like down there. Yeah, no, Philly was dead last motion at the snap, ten point nine percent. After that, it's the bottom five are Philly, Cleveland, Arizona, Washington, and Tampa. All right, Cleveland gets props with Stefanski. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona, Washington, and who? Tampa and Tampa. I mean, look, it. it um, I have to go back and look. Like, did did, did the Brady Patriots have a lot of motion? You know, I, I know, I know the Manning didn't like motion. Rogers, right? I mean, oh if, yeah, this this is not a argument for me anyway to say Dallas should be doing more. Like Dallas's offense is clearly fine. Like, yeah, the offense it, works. That, that's that's not my problem at all. More, I think it's just here is a demonstration that these teams, because like for instance, I don't think we're all going like, hey, we got to be more like the Seahawks. But the Seahawks were seventh in motion, and the Seahawks put up thirty five on you and really put a lot of pressure. I think it's more just that is clearly something that needs to be addressed this offseason is why do you have so much why do you have so many problems defending that agreed yeah why is that such an issue and look i mean can you make an argument that motion like that to that extent is used by those coaches who believe they don't necessarily have an elite quarterback and they need to create advantages trick it up yeah they got to create a bit which and i think mccarthy also talked about their gps like he doesn't want cd lamb running an extra you know 50 yards a game. Oh, yeah, the GPS. Yeah, the GPS, right? The game GPS. Yes. Doesn't want his players getting tired or a little bit worn out with some of the motion. Uh, In fact, it's funny. I think I'm looking here. The three, half of Dallas's losses this season came against the teams that were top 10 in the NFL in motion to snap. In fact, I think it was actually top eight or or top. No, it was less than that. It was top four where, where half of their losses this year. The bottom 10 were the other half of their losses. So the Cowboys were the very top of the league in motion snap and the very bottom of the league at motion snap. That was all their losses this season. All their victories came from everybody in between. And they had a couple of victories, of course, against the teams that were the bottom teams at the top. But still interesting. The the teams that were really gashing them for yardage, though, whether win or lose, were these teams that were near the top. And of this the seems to be the new, like, kind of, at least from a lot of Tolos, and I'm going along with it, like, uh, find these Shanahan guys now. That's the new coaching tree. Yep. Right? It's the new McVay. It was McVay. It was McVay. Then he had a half dozen guys, and now it's... I mean, honestly, it's Shanahan. Mike. It's Mike Shanahan. It's Mike's yeah. coaching tree from Washington and all those guys that were on there. The The name that's going to be included here soon as soon as he gets a head coaching job, because a lot of people, it'll be the new one that they throw into that, oh, that crazy Washington staff. Bobby Slowick was a, a like an intern on that staff. So as soon as Slowick gets a job, that's going to be like the fifth head coach to come off of that Mike Shanahan staff in Washington. Wow. And they still couldn't figure it out. Dan Snyder still got in the way. Isn't that a miracle? Um, so SRG3 and Jay Gruden. Should the Cowboys <laughs> make a vision board? Are you guys big into the idea of like name it and claim it or like set clear goals and like envision it? Yeah. Like is that, do you, do you believe no. in that thought what process? Do mean, I don't know what you mean. Like, so the vision board or like the vision statements of like, hey, this is this is the goal that I'm setting and I am going to basically like claiming it as like reality and speaking it to an existence. Oh, like the the the, the shirts that Garrett would make, the I fight and all that crap. 
No, just like a goal in life. You never yeah. heard of a vision board? No, it's like I never heard of a vision it, board. It, no. A vision. No? Oh man, vision board is basically like here's a pictures of all the things yeah. that I want to attain this year. I'm gonna as will, a reminder. I'm gonna like so, will it to happen. Like motivation. Like your goals. When I put Tim Tebow's shirtless photo on my mirror, yeah, that in the was bathroom. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like and 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 you you seek to attain Tim Tebow. Yeah. I don't. That, I don't not believe in it. I just don't do it. I think it just. I think it matters wholly on who you are. Like, like Emmett it. Smith, right? He wrote down the goals every year. Mm-hmm. Every year from coming out of Florida and what I want to do, and that was his vision board. Well, this is an article from David Lombardi over at The Athletic, and the title is How a Stanford Professor Helped Lay the Foundation for This 49ers Era. Because we keep talking about culture here, and like I know you've asked the question, Sean, like what does that mean? Like It's so vague and general. What does that mean? Well, the 49ers believe that a large part of their success is due to culture, and they think that it was specifically John Lynch believes it was built thank you to the stanford professor burke robinson who lynch had taken his course in the spring of 2014 at stanford when he went back to finish up you know some extra schoolwork he took this course called the art and science of decision making and lynch had joined and he said he got the advice from he had been given a tip i believe it was from uh pete carroll that somebody said hey if you guys want to line up you and shanahan you need to go into just a room and watch film for four hours and just talk. Like, like that'll help you guys see and connect. And he said that he and Shanahan really got tight through that and that they really felt like, man, we see things the same way. We're challenging each other. I love this. And Lynch said he really was struck by, we got to put this down on paper. Like, we need to, we need everybody else in this organization to see things as clearly as we do. Hmm. Like, from the front office to the coaches to the players, we need them all to understand what we're learning about each other right now and the way we view building a football team. So that's when Lynch thought of this professor and had asked him, he said, hey, you've advised companies before I know, specifically tech startups usually on how to like achieve what they want their goals to be. And so he said, will you please come in here and do this for us? So he did. He came in there. He met with Lynch, Shanahan, Adam Peters, and Martin Mayhew. Martin Mayhew was obviously hired to be the GM of the commanders last year. And then Adam Peters was just hired by the commanders to also join their front office. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the idea was to sit them down. And at first, Kyle Shanahan was like, this is kind of stupid <laughs> like he apparently just had told john lynch he's like i would rather just sit here and keep watching film i am not too terribly interested in, in wanting to do this kyle seems a little surly he does yeah i've been watching his pressers and i'm expecting him to laugh and have these moments but it doesn't happen i'm like it's he's the life of the party man is he a is he, is he jackass like i know i know i think jane tells some kyle stories from Austin. I, I haven't. Not not bad. I, I don't think he's like Tomlin, Popovich, Belichick, like kind of caddy level. I just think he's he's humorless is what it is, at least publicly. I just think he's publicly humorless and he's going to be straightforward and direct and, and to the point. Uh, but when they sat down, John Lynch told him like, hey, I think this is important. I've taken this guy's class. He's helped a lot of companies. You need to do it. And Burke Robinson had told The Athletic, he said, I've advised some of these startups and they don't have a vision of what they want to do. It's like, hold on. You're not just tech geeks designing features on some tech product. These have to add benefit to a customer somewhere. Where is the unmet market need that you're going to satisfy? Where's your vision for developing a product that meets the minimum set of needs and then advances from there? It's the same in companies and a football team. If you're on a sailboat, you have to know what port you're heading for. And so that was the idea. And Kyle Shanahan, through this process, really started to buy in and really enjoyed what they were doing. He would basically have everybody kind of lay out like, hey, I want you to give me three things that you think this team really needs to be about. These are the things that you want to see. And then from that, he cultivated it together. 
narrowed down the meeting to just Shanahan and Lynch, and they had created this vision statement that they wanted to give out starting with the 2017 draft. And it says, our nucleus of dedicated players will redefine the 49er way and lead us back to the top of the NFL. They will live and breathe our core values in both their talent and spirit. So talent to them was speed, physical toughness, character traits, scheme fit, and football IQ. And the spirit to them was passion, loves the game. Say those again, I'm sorry. Speed, physical toughness, character traits, scheme fit, and football IQ. The spirit was... I know two of those we don't have. Passion for the game, contagious enthusiasm, mental toughness, dependable on commitments, and accountable to self and others protects the team. And it finishes by saying, we firmly believe that the players who embody these core values will change the culture and create the 49er way, a brotherhood that will lead us to winning championships year after year after year. Scheme and IQ, is that what you're saying? IQ and toughness, I Toughness, think. okay. Yeah. And John Lynch says the evolution of the statement has affected their on-field product. He said that in 2019, their draft selection of Debo Samuel was a direct response to the league-wide resurgence of physicality at the line of scrimmage from defensive backs. So they were like, hey, we got to get tougher up there. We've got to respond to it. Debo's the guy. And to improve the perimeter run defense, the prototype for the team's speed-rushing Leo edge, like the Randy Gregory type, pin your ears back and go, morphed from a slightly like from a lighter edge rusher to a larger bulkier physical type of edge rusher they wanted more the demarcus lawrence's than the randy gregory's Mm. that's the type which is funny since they signed randy gregory just to be kind of like a situational pass rusher though but lynch finished by saying we didn't want it to just be a cheesy slogan that we talk about every now and then we wanted it to be about who we really are it's our beacon that reminds us who we are and what we're trying to be and that right there is what the 49ers consider their culture and a big part of why they think they've had the success that they have. Below the belt every day at this time here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Thanks for being a Tolo. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. There is a report that Travis Kelsey is going to retire. What? A Philadelphia Eagle was the hero of Sunday football and an MLK sighting in Baltimore around the rest of the game's final hour, Monday edition, next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.